Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode. Hey, guess what? Before we get into it, you might have heard, I am drafted to the two Ramagpies as a part of the Carlton Draft. I'm going to be playing a game, dominating, kicking six, and then resetting at quarter time. For the first time in Carlton Draft history, one lucky Victorian women's community club will get the chance to draft the AFLW GOAT, Erin Phillips, to play as a wild card. How bloody good's that? If you want to enter this now to get her down to your football club, visit thecarltondraft.com.au. That's thecarltondraft.com. .au. 18 plus, drink responsibly. KO's got you covered this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free during play. Wow, in the AFL this week, there are some huge games. Collingwood versus Adelaide, live with no ad break during play, exclusive in Victoria. Giants versus Bulldogs. Oh, I remember that game. I think it was 2016 at Giants Stadium to get the Bulldogs into the grand final. I will never forget that one. Live with no ad breaks free during play. Exclusive in Victoria. And Essendon versus North Melbourne. Jeez, that's the old Ben McKay Cup. Exclusive to Fox Footy. Available on KO. Don't forget those NBA playoffs. They are dominating at the moment. It is just getting bigger and better than ever. Watch every game of both Eastern and Western Conferences finals live with ESPN on KO. There's plenty of room for everyone, no matter what you want to watch. So get on board with KO. Now also available on Hubble. Before we get into today's episode of Dylan Friends, fellas, this one's for you. I know we're all in quarantine, but that doesn't mean we need to stop taking care of ourselves. We've all been guilty of letting things slide of late, but in saying that, it's time to get back on track. And that means being well-groomed. Dylan Friends This Week is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped has only just launched in Australia, so now you can be one of the first to experience their life-changing products here in Australia. Water-resistant, 90-minute shaves, and LED lights, just to name a few specs. We've all heard some horror stories of not using the right products, so let's look after ourselves with Manscaped. You'll be a new man. So jump on board, get 20% off, plus free shipping with the code DILL123 at manscaped.com. The link will be in the show notes. Welcome to the Dylan Friends Podcast. My name is Deborah, Dylan's mum. Strap yourselves in for some lighthearted and wholesome fun. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Gee whiz, it's fantastic to have you back on the Dylan Friends podcast. Um, the first show we did was a while back, but um, to have you on again, my friend, it's always it's always good to have you. It's it's funny because I get asked a lot, oh, when are you going on the Dylan Friends podcast? And I'm like, I've been on it. But no one, no, it's like, does anyone ever see that episode or not? Like, I need to ask you about the stats around that because I've been on the podcast. I, know. Um, I thought we did a pretty good job. Um, so the I. first time you didn't record our first one because oh. do you don't you know run people through that because we didn't really speak like, about it because it was a bit embarrassing at the time but I think you can man. tell the fans now what actually happened it was so embarrassing because as it is like I know and you're a great friend of mine and we've known each other for a long time but I actually still think about this and every single podcast I do I have like mini anxiety attacks about this because I like long story short I did this post last night and I was like, it's been it's been just over two years since I started the podcast. And I was like, I look back and I was like, oh my God, like some of these, you know, some of the stuff that you do early days when you start a podcast and you're just like, that was absolutely horrific. Like it's so embarrassing. It's so funny, but like, it's so amateur. But at the end of the day, like I'm so happy with them and I'm sure, you know, you've done stuff like that as well where you go, what was I thinking? But 
if you don't start somewhere, you don't get anywhere. So we had an incredible chat. It was a night before, um, I think, you know, Brisbane was playing Giants. You were good enough to say, mate, come over to my, um, you know, room. We, we sat out the podcast, had the new gear. It was so excited to sit down and have a chat. Had this massive chat planned out. Um, I reckon we chatted for like dead set an hour and a half. It was like, it was probably one of the best episodes that we've ever done. And all of a sudden at the end, I went to press like stop recording and realised that I hadn't even pressed record the whole thing. Oh, we're living the dream, weren't we? I I was like, this is such a great one. And just to see your face is priceless. Like you press record, you're like, oh, hang on, it's only been going for 10 seconds. What the hell? And then you're like, oh no, Mitch. And I've just I've had that feeling before. I've recorded a whole episode myself and hadn't pressed record. Like you worry about the cameras, you worry about all this other stuff, and just pushing that little button. And you had some like little dinky thing as well at the start. I don't know what that recording oh, machine yeah. was. I'm not sure. I think it was my da- I think it was my dad's. <laughs> the second one was good, man. It was great, but I think like that's why you know it's always good to get you back on again. And I've I've fucking seriously I've recorded I'm recording off two phones, my Rodecaster Pro, my laptop. Um, and via memory as well. So, look, this one's it's definitely getting recorded. But um, yeah, for anyone out there that's ever starting a podcast, like far out, man. That's yeah, number one thing. Is I'm just lucky that you like we know each other pretty well, so you weren't like wigging out too bad, even though you, you felt bad. But, but imagine if it, oh, I felt terrible. You had a game, and we we're recording it till like eleven o'clock, like that night. But anyway, we'll move on. But have you ever done that? yourself yeah yeah i've done i've done it a couple of times um because I, I have a podcast myself as people probably know um and oh, we started cool. out started out in a, a like amateur like pretty much like you don't know what you're doing really you just got a couple of mics there and he's talking shit um and we recorded this whole episode for went for about an hour and a something half um and <laughs> i've just like i've looked down at the roadcaster because you can press record on the roadcaster i've looked down at that and i've just gone oh my god i haven't even pressed record yet and my co-host sean tobin was like rob dog Come on, mate. So then we had to record it all over again, even though it probably flowed better the second time because you already know what you're going to say. But yeah. it just was not it at all. And I'm pretty sure everyone's been through it, so you can't get too hung up about it. But we are back for another episode with Dylan We're Friends back. Pod. You! Yeah, what's what's news with you, mate? How's Melbourne, how's Melbourne going down there? So I know it's pretty hardcore at the moment. Oh, mate, it's pretty hardcore. Yeah, as we know, I'm at home at the moment. We've got, we're three weeks into a six-week lockdown. Um, so it's been... It's been crazy, like, I can't, but like, it sounds weird, and I had a really good chat with Ben Crow about this last week, I'm trying to, like, focus on the positives and get as many episodes as I can, like, good news is I'm chatting to you today, I'm catching up with all these people, and, like, my work hasn't been affected too much at all, which has been incredible, but, man, like, I can't remember, honestly, what it's like to even leave the house, like, when we leave, we're allowed out for an hour a day, we wear masks, Um, like, the other day I was walking and saw a cop, and I was like, Am I even like sort of like freaked out, like thinking like, am I even allowed to be outside right now? I couldn't remember. That's what happens when you're no. driving as well. Like if you see a police officer behind you, you just start like wigging out, thinking, "Oh, have I done something wrong?" You just in- instantly start thinking that. Oh, seriously, nah. But it's yeah, mate. It's it's different. It's very different at the moment. But yeah, hopefully, in the next yeah three weeks, man. Hopefully, we can get this all sorted, and um, yeah, we'll be on our way. And then the sunshine will come out too, which which will be nice. But Brisbane, man, like you guys, I've been obviously chatting with you. Like you guys are flying at the moment. It's going well on the field and off the field. Well, it's a, another sunny day here. It's been really like I know silver lining for you in terms of what you're doing now with the Dylan friends and list cloggers and all your all your media you're doing. It's 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 silver lining kind of for you, which is a finding a positive out of negatives. But up here, I'm not I'm not. 
I don't I don't like doing the uh, over the like webcam type stuff interactions. I I, I just mm. I just I'd rather do face to face, and that's where you do a lot better work than me. So I I, I give you a shout out for that's pretty good by you, but. It's been really good up here since um, we, we got back into footy. We've won no, 10 out of, I think, 14 games, maybe 13 games. I think we're 10 and 3 at the moment. So on-field, we're going really well. Off-field's just as good, really. Um, we can't complain. We're on, like, self-isolation. So we're, we've got our own rules, how we can't um, go to, you know, cafes. We can't go to all those other things like that. We can just pretty much go from home to training. You can get takeaways, that's about it, and then you go straight home. So we've been doing that since round two. So it's been a while. We... Um, we do have the luxury that we can do other things as well, like outside and we don't have to wear the masks and, um, you know, I think there's five visitors can come to your house, all that kind of stuff. But for us, it's we can't have yeah. anyone. We can't have anyone. But the Brisbane public themselves are, are doing pretty good up here. How was the um, one thing that, you know, is it's not ideal, but it's something that I feel – I've got mixed emotions about this because if I was playing footy at this stage um, and going into the hubs like all the boys are at the moment, like – I have a feeling like 50% of it, I would have loved it. And then the other 50%, I would have hated it. Because like 50% of it, you're just literally hanging out. I literally see all the boys, all they're doing is like they're playing games, they're playing table tennis, hanging out with each other, going to the beach, playing golf, and then just playing footy. Um, obviously, you get you, you know you get over those things and, and whatnot. But did you, did you enjoy it? We went to Sydney for three weeks in the hub down there. And I didn't mind it at all. Um, it was awesome to get away from the family for... For a couple of weeks there and um, spent some time with the boys. Uh, <laughs> no, we, we, I really enjoyed it. I, I could understand that a lot of um, boys would um, get cooped up and a little bit of anxiety stuck in hotel rooms and stuff for the whole time. But I think the AFL done a pretty damn good job in keeping them all occupied and keeping them sane. Um, but every time I speak to one of the, you know, some players that I know, like after a game, they're, they're all... They're all loving it. Not in terms of loving, I mean, like, mm. they, they don't complain because I probably don't want to make excuses, but they're actually... Um, enjoying some things that are, you can do there. As you said, they play a lot of games, a lot of free time. Um, they can probably get caught up in their own their own psyche. But um, I think when we did the three weeks, it was kind of new for me and um, it was a good opportunity to get away with a little squad that we had. We only took 27 players where other teams are taking a full list um, of 40-something players. So a little bit different for them. I know that a lot of them are staying at resorts and playing golf and look like they're having fun, but behind closed doors it could be... Probably some mental demons there, but um, I think everyone's handling it pretty well. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, 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 I like that. I don't do anything anyway. Like, I literally just stay in my own house regardless, um, play video games, stream, do the podcast, hang out with the kids. So I'm yeah. not too too much affected by it. Yeah, but I think you're underselling yourself there because as much as you, you know, you stream and you, you do these things and you game, like, that for you isn't just a hobby. Like, you've actually been able to turn that into somewhat of a – a career and something outside of footy that gives you a release. Um, something that, like, I worry about with with players, and not, like, this is something that I'm extremely passionate about, and I think I, I push this on people too much sometimes because I just know that it works for me, but I realise it's not for everyone. But I struggle the most when all my eggs are in one basket, and, like, I think you would have been the same, you know, maybe when early in your career, like, if you were just playing footy and you, you don't have anything else outside of footy, like... If footy goes wrong, then everything else goes wrong. Whereas, like, if you've got more, if you're doing more than one thing, like, just say, like, with your footy, and this is, I don't know if this is true, but I'm from an outside friend, like, looking at your career and how it's, you know, turned around. I think because you've moved interstate, you know, you got your family there, you're playing footy, but then you're also so engaged off field now with your gaming, with your, with your podcasting, and all your other shit. Like, surely that has benefited you 
not just in your footy, but like mentally as well? We pretty much nailed it. When I when I first got up here, um, well, I had a had a little bit of a dark moment and stuff in my career where I got delisted and um, didn't have a job there for about three to four um, weeks until I got my new contract with the Brisbane Lions. When I first got up here, um, I you know talked to the club psych and the counsellor, and we we're talking about like. What do you have off field? Because that was a big wake up call for me. I didn't have anything going for me other than football. And all the young players and the players coming through the system now, um, they've been told to do something outside of footy, take your mind off it. Because if you if you're twenty four seven football, you just get caught up in it, and you know you can play some of your probably worst footy in your career, and you get too um, emotionally invested in it. Um, so when I got up here, we spoke to the counselor, and we're like, "What what kind of hobbies do you have?" And I was like, "Fucking hobbies." Um, I hang out with my children. Like I had a a one month, one one year old son. Then I was like, I don't really do anything, and we're like, oh, so what do you do by yourself? Like, do you do anything by yourself? Do you go anywhere? I'm like, oh, well, I go to the movies sometimes by myself. Like, that's a good way to get away from things. That's the only thing I was doing, man. And there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. Is there anything wrong with that? Like, I didn't think there was, no. but I, I get teased a lot for doing that. I still do it today. No. I like going to the movies by no. myself. No, I don't want to. I, I want to get back to what you're talking about, but just quickly on that topic of going to the movies by yourself because you've hit a chord with me. Why do you need to go to the movies with someone? Like, you're not meant to talk in a cinema anyway. So, like, don't... I don't want to go to the movies with, like, five friends because they're going to talk to me when I'm trying to watch the movie. Anyway, back to what you are saying. Sorry, keep going. So, the counsellor, we spoke about, like, what was my old passions. I used to love motorbike riding, skateboarding. Obviously, you can't do that because um, of our contracts and if you get into doing that, you get, you know, slapped on the wrist. Um, so, I talked about gaming. I used to be an avid gamer when I was younger, like, from when I was, like, seven, eight years old all the way through... Till I got drafted, and you know Simon White pretty well, and I used to play World of Warcraft at home, and he would tease me on the regular about playing video games, and I kind of put that on the back burner for a little bit and focus on footy. So I was having some um, sleepless nights with that, uh, playing World of Warcraft for about uh, 12 hours straight at night time, then going to training and trying to be the Bruiser Robinson. So um, we talked about that, and that's when I just started gaming again, and, and that's kind of like when my football took a turn for the best and I started playing some of my best footy of my career because I had other avenues to focus my energy on, not just go to footy, come home, think about footy. Um, if I had a bad game, it would just like mentally just drain the shit out of you all week um, then trying to rectify those things. So the gaming and the podcast stuff has been honestly the best thing that I ever could have done um, to um, get some longevity in my career and making sure that I'm you know mentally switched on when I need to be and switch off when I need to. So that's, that's why I love doing this and I'll continue to keep doing this. Um, although... Sometimes I had a bit of backlash, especially last week with those uh, events happening. So, um, but it's it's good. I'm back on the back on everything, so um, I'm enjoying that. But this year's been a bit different, to be honest. Like the COVID stuff, and um, that's kind of made my profile a bit um, more, I guess, not respectable. But I've been doing a lot more other things in the media and and connecting with the fans and stuff in other ways. But um, yeah, it's just been a weird year. I probably haven't played my best footy, but I've played more of a team role. If that makes sense. Um, in that winger, defensive winger. So we're winning games and I'm happy and the club's happy. So uh, we'll keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, man. No, you definitely have. And I, I think that first and foremost, it's about being consistent off the field in terms of like having those hobbies and being connected to them. Because like if we speak about hobbies again, and I know I harp on about this, and, and this isn't, by the way, just football players and sports people. I think that this is like something that every single person has to do. Like whether you're a tradie, an accountant, um, you know, you fucking, I don't know, you work in a bank, anything like that. Like, I just don't feel that gone are the days where, like, you work a job from when you're, like, 18 and then retire doing the same thing. Like, you can do so many different things now and if you want to do something different, like, you should be doing whatever you want to do because 
now like technology and stuff like you said you can do whatever you want you just gotta um, find something you're passionate about though like, I only really excel at things that I'm passionate about if I'm just doing it for half ass reasons then it's gonna get a half ass result so gaming podcasting I'm so passionate about that that's something that I want to do post footy too so that's what I'm thinking along the lines of if I start building that brand now then I can like transition into that a lot uh, easier so I've got one more year on the contract next year. Um, 31 at the moment. I'm turning into a bit of a boomer, a bit of an old old boy. So I'm going to start thinking about life past footy. And that's a, that's a big, that's a scary thing, but it's also um, trying to make the best so I can you know, transition a lot easier. Because you see a lot of players struggle with that, um, coming to grips with, um, you know, no schedule, no routine, and that can really derail some blokes. So I just want to make sure that I've got that covered. Something that I love about what you've done and – You've done this probably better than anyone, I think, in, in the AFL because you've, you've consistently played footy, um, you know, been in the team, you've consistently played good, bad, indifferent, and you front up and you do media and you do your podcast no matter what. Like, even if you're not going as well as you want on field, you still do it. And I don't know if you've listened to um, last week I had a podcast with Ben Crow. Do you, do you know who Ben Crow is? Have you listened to that Yeah, one? the, 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 the mindful – oh, oh, yeah, I did I watch your highlights of that. You should listen to it. Because it's good. He talks about like the storytelling of like athletes and like how basically, which is what I'm imploring to you because I think you've done this well, is like because you have your own platform and you don't rely on, you know, a bigger media source to tell your story, it actually then gives fans more insight into what you're actually like as a person. Therefore, they actually understand you more and don't criticise you as much for your persona, let alone your person. So it's all about like splitting your persona versus the person you are. Do you know what I mean? So like if someone says something to you, if someone's abusing you on social media, which I want to talk about because there was something that happened a couple of weeks ago, which was fucking hilarious, but not not so funny, but funny. And what I'm saying is that per- you can realise now that the people that abuse players on social media, because we've seen it a lot this week and this month. Basically, you had a run-in with yourself. Zach Butters had a run-in. Callum Ward got a death threat. Tom Grimes got death threats. Um, so many other players are copying all this hate on social media at the moment. Um, but I think, like, one message that I definitely learned out of Ben Crow, which I want, I think that it's so important for guys to realise, is, like, these people that are attacking people on social media are attacking the persona of a person, not the actual person. Like, they don't know what that is actually like. They don't know the individual, do they? Like, all they, all they do is see yeah. what they see on in the media, in the publications, and what what they build you up to look like. Um, so Dylan Grimes, for example, in the weekend, he's just obviously copped it pretty harsh after he's, um, perf- like, when he, I don't know, put a bit of mayo on a dive or something, I think some were saying, and um, he just copped death threats. And, yeah, he, he just he was copying left, right, and centre. So... I don't know Dylan Grimes. I just see what they saw in the game, um, and that's that's what that's what they're attacking. So that's what it really annoys me because I don't know any of these players. I don't know that like unless the only the only opinions that matter are the ones you actually know and love, like your family and your, your close friends. Like they don't know you, so that's that's the, that's what they're attacking. Is this the, the persona you're talking about, and, or what the media looks make, makes you look like to be? So I don't know. It's it's yeah. It's, it's happened yeah. since since Instagram started really, um, but now it's more prevalent now. Um, they can get access. And I think the best thing about the players and um, other people, they're calling it out more now, especially the race, racial vilification yeah. stuff. Like, that's oh, yeah. that's a no-go. And that, like, will come a long way since, um, you know, probably the Adam Good saga when all that was going on. It's been um, heavily publicised that players will come out now and call that shit out because it, we just had a, we've had enough of it. So 
Um, credit to the people who are sticking up for everyone out there um, and to the haters. You can get a life pretty much, but. Yeah. Get a life. Get a life. Idiots. You don't know me, um, mate. We're, we're, already, we're talking about a serious topic now of, of social media, but the one thing that is extremely serious is the racial vilification, which we've touched on last time we chatted. Um, obviously, a good friend of mine, and I think he's a good friend of yours as well, Tony Armstrong, was incredible when he came on the, ch- on the show and talked about the effects that you know um, this sort of stuff has had on Indigenous people. Um, Indigenous Round this week um, was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, your beautiful fiance Emma is a proud Indigenous woman, and she actually did a lot. Well, she does a lot of the boot designs for the players every year. Who did she do this year? Because I know she did Buddy this year. Was it? No, right. no, she didn't do Buddy this year. She does not last year. At the moment, he's not playing he? at the moment. He's done. He's done for the year. Um, she did Dustin Martin's sorry, Jack Rewalds. Yeah, sorry, buddy. Um, Nathan Broad. Um, and she was doing him for Jen Anderson too, but she uh, missed that deadline. But um, she she has been um, getting a lot of requests to do some work and she's, she does a fantastic job with all this stuff. But um, it was pretty cool to see her do Dusty's boots again because she didn't last year for him, but he went through that little period where he kept changing boots and sponsors and stuff so that he didn't get to didn't get to rock him on the MCG. But he's looked really, really good and um, so did Jack Rewalt. So they both play. I think Dusty probably got three Brownlow votes, so we'll claim that as a, as a family as well. I'll, you know, add that onto my tally. Um She's been doing some great work. She did the. She's doing. I don't know if I can say it. No, she's doing the AFLW Indigenous jer- jersey for the Kangaroos. Um, she's been doing a lot of paintings for for people and obviously the boots and stuff. So um, she does an amazing job. Very very proud of her. Yeah, she does. Um, you can check her out, at Charlie Wanty, um, on Instagram. Yeah. Um, she's killing it at the yeah. moment. So yeah, very very and proud we, of her. Can we can get it? We can buy her artwork as well. Can we? Yeah, can you can. She does commissions and stuff. stuff like that. She gets a lot of requests, but. Um, because she's she's doing radio now, so she works from five a.m. to nine a.m. Um, every morning. So she's up at like three thirty. Yeah, she's up at three thirty doing that. She does a, she does the lunches for the kids, and then ducks off and comes back at nine a.m. with a coffee for me usually. So she's a she's Wonder Woman at the moment, and I'm very very proud of her. Mate, I want to um, and I, I was hoping that you'd be able to enlighten me a little bit on this because obviously um, with Indigenous Round, um, free the flag T-shirts were worn by like, all the players um, throughout. The, the season uh, throughout the round, obviously to obviously that makes sense to free the flag. Do you know like I I I know a little bit about this, but I don't want to comment too much on it because I'm still trying to work out like what this is about. Like, can you explain to us exactly what's happened in this scenario and how people can help out with that sort of thing? If there is any way that we can sort of bring awareness to it, yeah. So obviously the. Uh the Aboriginal flag is, you know, held dearly to the Indigenous communities in Australia. Um, and it's only really come to light recently that, that it's been trademarked and copyrighted. So if you want to use the flag, which is a should be a free flag, you should be able to use it on clothing, um, whatever you really want to use it for. Um, if you want to sell some products that has a flag on it, especially for Emma, like if she wants to do something around like an Aboriginal art and has like the flag symbol, she ha- should have to pay to use that. And the money goes to um, the owner of the flag who... Is um, copyrighted by Wham, which is a you know a, a white person who owns it. Um, so they have to you know pay him to use the Aboriginal flag, which is pretty crazy when you think about it. And it's only really come to light now. So they've been making you know x amount of money for a long time for having the flag copyrighted and trademarked. And from a non non Indigenous person to have that um, that right is 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 not is not is not the right. So um, freeing the flag is making sure that um, everyone can use it, um, especially Indigenous people who want to probably resell. Some of their own product that might have the flag on there, um, and that's what the you know the free the flag symbol and the t-shirts have come out. So it was awesome by the um, 
AFL and all the teams who jumped on board for um, to join that campaign. As you, as you probably know, they usually have the Indigenous um, flag on in the middle of the um, centre square um, mm. in, in the Indigenous round games, and they didn't have that this year just to you know kind of make a stand that um, you shouldn't have to pay to use that flag, especially for such an important round. So that's where it's kind. Of, that's a kind of like a you know a small summary of, of what's going on. It's obviously a lot more detail to that, but um, it's just kind of a bit of an eye opener to what what's happening with that. So. Yeah, and just bringing awareness big, to yeah, it. Yeah, just bringing awareness to it as well. So it was awesome to see all the AFL boys jump on board and you know, represent the shirts proud, proudly, um, especially with such an important round in our, in our AFL calendar. So there'll be some things going down the track with that. Hopefully they can um, get that overturned and everyone can use it. But, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, it's crazy, man. And, um, yeah, you're right. It should not be it, – it, everyone should – all Indigenous people should have the right to be able to use their own flag. It's it's pretty crazy to think that that – isn't allowed um so hopefully you know we can bring more awareness to it hello my beautiful friends and family guess what i am back i am back third time lucky my third time drafted in my life i'll be making a return to footy as a part of the carlton draft along with some big household names not as big as my name but uh some quite big names isaac smith trent cochin maddie lloyd Lee Montagna, some of the all-time greats of our game, as I've just mentioned. One lucky Victorian women's community club will get the chance to draft the AFLW GOAT Aaron Phillips to play as a wildcard. How bloody good is that? If you're a part of women's community footy and you are keen to get Aaron down, enter now at thecarltondraft.com.au. That's thecarltondraft.com.au. 18 plus, drink responsibly. KO's got you covered this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free drink play. Wow, in the AFL this week, there are some huge games. Collingwood versus Adelaide, live with no ad break string play, exclusive in Victoria. Giants versus Bulldogs. Oh, I remember that game. I think it was 2016 at Giants Stadium to get the Bulldogs into the grand final. I will never forget that one. Live with no ad breaks free during play. Exclusive in Victoria. And Essendon versus North Melbourne. Geez, that's the old Ben McKay Cup. Exclusive to Fox Footy, available on KO. Don't forget those NBA playoffs. They are dominating at the moment. It is just getting bigger and better than ever. Watch every game of both Eastern and Western Conference's finals live with ESPN on KO. There's plenty of room for everyone, no matter what you want to watch. So get on board with KO, now also available on Hubble. Um, Mate, so basically, again, a reason I really wanted to get you on was... We chat about it just before we touch on it, but the network that you've created and you said that, you know, it's obviously been something that you found passion for outside of footy. Um, I've done it myself, but I'm not a footy player anymore. Um, Are you going to play footy something? again? Are you playing local or nothing? Oh, you can't really. Man, game. no. How's I, the like, rig? Bro, quick side note to this before <laughs> I bring this up. So I'm in career best fitness right now, okay? So I said to myself, like, so, you know, you remember how bad I was at running. But, like, I... Lightning quick! I'm telling you now, I was quicker than I was. I was quicker than Jeffy and Yaz. You three, know, three that. quick steps. Agree Probably with out, me. Out of the out of the stoppage, yeah, definitely. <laughs> all, all you need is the first five meters. That's all that matters. Anyway, my fitness was like I think the first. Uh, you know, I was very light, like sixty kilos. My first run around Princess Park, I think I ran maybe like a fourteen, no, fourteen minute. Man, I'm telling you now, I come second last to Yaz in that oh, run. Yeah, and Yaz is pretty bad, man. And he was like, I think he was like running backwards pretty much. Yeah, he was. He was running um, 15, 16s. There's no way you ran a 14. I never liked, like, man, I did. I did. I swear to God, I was so unfit. Like, I, I was trying, yeah, I was bad. Southern Jim um, just running a 14. 
oh, mate, well, I just didn't know that that's, like, I was so young and naive, I just didn't even realise that fitness was a thing back then. Like, that's how stupid I was when I was 18. Anyway, long story short, you obviously build on it, you build on it in your career, and when it's your job, you don't love it as much, but ever since I finished playing footy, I just found this love for running, where I was like, all I do now is go for runs and just like love like, you know, getting out there, no phone, just go for a run. Um, so I've been doing like 10Kers, 9Kers, um, 13K runs, obviously under an hour, like just loving it. Anyway, so I was doing a 100K month and I had a week to go and basically had 75, done 75Ks um, and I had 25 to go. And i just done a, a 10K, absolutely smashed it out, got home. And went to pick up this box because I'm moving into a new place. Picked up this box and I fell over. And I dead set thought I was paraplegic. I thought I broke my back. And what? this is, I'm not saying this spinal? as a joke because, yeah, it was spinal, man. Like I've literally just, dis, like I had disc problems in my back since I was, you know, like been playing footy. But I was floored. On the floor, I was just like around, like... T- tears were nearly coming out. Like <laughs> I, I, I won't lie, I'm, I actually think tears crying? came out. Man, you, I was in so much pain. I was in so much pain. Like I was, and I was dead set downstairs, like trying to crawl up the stairs. Just sat on the couch. Um, I called, you know, a few doctors. What, what doctor did you call? Um, did you call a cotton doctor called, or? Yeah, called Boz <laughs> straight away. <laughs> and. He's like, oh, okay, no worries. Like you know, we're gonna have to you know get someone to come check you out. Did he have your number still? Be like, yeah, he loves me. He knew straight away. And that made me realise why I do not want to play foot anymore, man. Well, like, I just you don't hate want contact to play, regardless, like, but... Well, it's not the... Yeah, 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 that's fair. I, I don't want to... Like, now that I'm working and I'm in the real world, I don't want to have to like, rock up to work on a Monday with a back spasm. Like, at the moment, I'm sitting here with a heat... I'm sitting here with a heat pack on my spine and I'm 28, man. No, I'm 27. I'm 27 years old and I can't walk. It's like, I don't want to do that anymore. Oh, I feel, I feel um, your pain, man. Actually, I had a back spasm last week. That's why it's making me laugh right now. That- Mate, if you had a back spasm like I did, you would not be laughing I about it. I can't say I've never cried over a back spasm, but I know they're pretty painful. I wasn't crying. It was just very... It was You're emotional about it. You're emotional about it. At the time. <laughs> so, you were a pioneer in this, okay? You're a pioneer in AFL in terms of players that... Um, Podcast, you vodcast, you game, um, you do all this shit that I have no idea how you do it, but you do it very well. You put it all together. And what I'm trying, where I'm getting at here is this, when we first started doing this sort of thing, the amount of people that would have been like, you guys are the biggest losers, like, what are you doing? Don't do this. 100%. And now you look at it and there's a lot of guys, which is awesome. I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I'm absolutely wrapped that there's so many guys now that are starting their own things. Um, how do you think like soon the AFL will not turn into like the American side of things, but do you think there will be a lot more guys now starting their own like shows and platforms and all that sort of stuff? Like you've obviously seen as well, like yourself, um, then we've got, um, the lockdown club guys like Tommy Sheridan and and Matty DeBoer and all those boys doing the, the gaming stuff as well. Um, forgive me if I've missed anyone else, but... There's yeah, there's there's a lot of guys doing I think stuff. Rewalt, Rewalt does the podcast. Rewalt works for Fox Fox Footy, um, and and does that sort of stuff as well. But in terms of like personal platforms, like doing your own media, because I think guys, 
I, I sort of have a theory, and, and Ben Crow last week, again, I keep bringing it up, brought up to the fact that, like, a lot of players like to do their own stuff because they can tell their own story without it getting misconstrued. Where do you see it going? Like, do you reckon it's going to go even more? Well, we're, we're OGs. You, you started first, I think. You started dealing with friends, like, two years ago. Um, I think I jumped on a few months after you. I think you kind of, like, without giving you a big head and making you think that you're all that, I think you kind of paved the way for players to have more personality in doing these things because, as you mentioned at the very start of that massive question you just asked me, um, players are always going to be criticised for what they do, um, especially if they're trying to have their own platform to talk about things and have their own opinions. Even, like, I've been in this game for a while now, like, 12 years in AFL. I've been doing podcasts for about a year and a half now. And even just, like, last week when I got absolutely torn a new one, um, publicly hanged pretty much for having an opinion on something which I thought was, you know, my opinion. And you can't really take that and run with it because that's just what I was thinking at the time. And I think plays are always going to jump on what's what's new and cool. I think, like, podcasting is pretty pretty special way to be able to connect with um, the community and, and showcase your personality and who you really are. We just spoke about before about the people can build you up to be something you're not, your persona. Um, you know, I cross that white line and I turn into um, someone different, you know, that I actually am. I'm actually a really nice guy. Um, you know, I'm pretty, pretty nice to people and all that kind of stuff. When I cross the line, you know, I'm someone different. So I think that fans and the community get to see another another light uh, about you is, is, is really, really positive and I think that's cool. So, um Especially this COVID period, I've seen lots of podcasts start up and um, even just like non-AFL players doing a lot of podcasts, asking us to go on them. Um, I don't know what your DMs look like, but I'm getting probably 10 a week asking to go on their podcasts and give them a shout out and stuff. So um, I think it's pretty cool. I'll, I'll continue to do um, this and have my opinion as long as like I'm still employed by the Risen Lions. So I've got to be very careful what I do say. And every podcast I do do, I flick it through to them first for them to double check it. So I'm making sure I'm not triggering mm. anyone's toes or saying the wrong thing that could bring any negative uh, attention to the footy club because that's, you know, that's my primary source of income. That's my employer. Um, so yeah. got to make sure I do right by them. But it's I, I find it really fascinating that a lot of players are coming um, and, and starting to do these podcasts. I just spoke to Andrew Bogut literally like two weeks ago where you're just exchanging DMs about podcasting and, and what equipment and stuff for him to use and he's just starting his own one up now so that's that's pretty cool like I, I, I've always watched his career and seen what he's been doing and he's pretty outspoken himself he likes to have an opinion on a lot of things and um, you know he does cop it um, from the, the average punter but I think he's a you know really genuine guy and has a good opinion so I'm looking forward to seeing what he does but things like that um, where the internet's so big now you can do whatever you really want to and I think if um if people want to accept you and get to know you, that th- these are the perfect avenues for that. So that's why I'll, I'll continue to do the gaming and podcasting. But in terms of the way the AFL is going to go, I think um, media now probably starting to feel a bit um, not worried or scared, but with, with players having more of a say and being able to voice their opinions on other platforms, they don't have to go directly through, through them. So the Herald Suns, these f- um, footy shows, are probably getting a little bit and see if it makes sense that that we don't have to go through them and we don't have, we don't need them for an opinion that because we, we can just put it out there ourselves. So the social media world, we can we can literally I can hit fifty thousand people right now on Instagram just by putting out a story of you know, what I want to say. I don't have to go through I know um, some Fox Footy show or through a publication to get my voice out there. I can just do it myself. So I think uh, the old school media personnel are getting a little bit worried about um, you know their jobs, I guess you could say, because uh, you don't need, really need to go through them. I think it's a funny point, man, because I think like obviously I live in Melbourne and the biggest 
thing that annoys me a little bit with um and I, I don't I, I don't like saying media because it's not media it's like it's, it's, it's specific, like, I'm, not, I'm not blanking specific, I'm not blanking yeah. everyone like yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm talking it's about specific yeah. personnel specific people that you know yeah. like say these things but the funniest thing was is like last week when you said the stuff on Tom Lynch which we'll touch on in a minute but Forever, everyone's like, you know, we want guys saying, you know, these oh. things. We want guys to speak. We want guys to say what they think. We want more personality. We want more honesty yeah. in, the, in the in the in the media in the footy world. And then neck yeah. And then as soon as you say these things, everyone goes, "Oh, Mitch Robinson needs to worry about getting a kick. He needs to worry about doing this. You know, that's stupid. He shouldn't be saying that." And it's just like, where you can't win like with with this sort of stuff. So for me, man, I just say I just want you to keep doing your thing, and I know that it's not going to deter you from from doing that, but um. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. You're never going to be able to please everyone in this world and as long as you can just you just do what you want to do and people are enjoying it, man, so you just got to keep doing it. I'll touch on that. Like, I think um, what you said is exactly true. We we get told that they want more access to players. Like, every AFLPA delegates um, meeting that I have or been to or sat in, it's always questions from the media asking to get more access. How do we give you know, more access to players and bring more personality to um, these footy games and we're, they're talking about how they lose viewers after half time or quarter time because it's just like they're not you know, fully committed to the game and it's just it's just game of footy. People watch footy for players like Dusty Munn. I'd watch Richmond. I watched Richmond the other night because of Dusty Munn and obviously because he's wearing Emma's boots. But uh, mm-hmm. that's the kind of people that I like to watch. Like who have a bit of per- he has he doesn't show much personality really because he's you know, introvert introverted bloke keeps he's you know cast with his chest but. Those type of things I like to watch just because he's such a big stature in the game. Um, but in, that's sort of what I kind of mean. Like they want a lot from us, but then as soon as someone comes out and says something that's against the norm and they probably – I think I've got a lot of backlash because people haven't seen that yet, uh, player talking about another player in that light. Um, so you know, a lot of the old heads in the media went to rap with it. Um, and there was a few key ones in there that I was a bit disappointed with the, some of the things they said. And, um, and, then, and then even for some specific people to message me after and say – um, you know, just keep doing your, keep doing what you're doing, and then say another thing in the media. So I was a little bit annoyed about that, but 70 percent of it was uh, positive news, and the rest were probably you know Richmond supporters and uh, the media that didn't like it. But I'll, I'll, I know I did speak to the club, and we had, we had a good chat, and it's just more about you know language and wording, and and I got to understand that you know, all my platforms people will be you know trying to get a headline out of that. So I was just saying it off the cuff type thing. I didn't I didn't I didn't mean much by it. Um, and, you know, it's just a little reminder for me, especially that a lot of uh, people are listening to something that I have to say. So I've got to be careful, you know, with the platforms I use. But um, I'll keep, I'll continue to be myself as long as it's in a, you know, in, in that manner that I can hold myself. And I've had, I've had a great chat to our media manager, Andrew Hamilton, who used to work for the Korean Mail. He's been really good for me um, in, in his light as well. So uh, I don't know. It was a, little, it was a, bit, of a bit of a weird week last week. But, um, yeah, uh, you know, a couple of people backed me up and big deal. Buckley, I heard, uh, threw some good stuff for me. So... Oh, no, it's, 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 all, it's all good on my end. No, well, I definitely did, mate, because I know, like, look, I know Tom Lynch and I love the way, like, you know, I love the way he actually plays. I think he is a very tough player um, in terms of crashing packs and all that sort of stuff, and I know you very well. And I think that people that saw your comments think straight away, oh, he's just having a dig, that's what it is. But straight away, mate, like, I know exactly what you were doing. You're a very calculated person. <laughs> um, this would have been... The, I, the, the things that you've said is for the next time Brisbane play Richmond, I'm telling you now, all these people have been bagging this out of what you're saying, but that's going to be the most watched game of the year. So 
in in terms of that, I don't think that the AFL can be too upset with what you're saying because it's putting bums on seats and it's making it a lot more excitable for for players to be watching, um, especially when there's underlying things um, that you know are going on behind the play. Um, mate, I can give you a guarantee you at the end of the year that when you and Tom Lynch meet up, you'll be having a beer and and it'll be funny and it'll be something that. I, 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 I like actually. He's not a bad bloke. I just I, I was speaking from personal like run-ins with him on field. Like it's not there's no angst in it. There's no I wasn't trying to degrade him or anything. If I see him on field, I'd be like, "Hey, go on, man!" Like I I do not hold grudges. There's not nothing to do with that. No. So, um, and it's funny, that, that's man. what it is. Like I, I respect every yeah. every player I've played against. It's just, as soon as I cross that white line, it's a different game. The the blokes that you I found this as well is like the blokes that you um fight with on field or you hate on field. You actually think about it. It's like when you watch a movie, I always think about it like this. Like, you know, when you watch a movie mm-hmm. and you see an actor or an actress and you go, I hate you. So <laughs> like, I, I, I genuinely, like, why would you do that? But then I think far out, you are such a good actor or an actress that you're making me feel like that. That's and that's exactly- why I think about players. <laughs> so I think like if you're a player, like, for example, like I play against a player and you like, like I hate you and I think oh my god I just want to kill you I hate you post game I think fuck I love that guy like how did he did it such a good like how did he make me feel like that like that was incredible how he's done it so that's what I was um, kind of alluding to like um it's it's playing a role as well like you can be a villain if you want but um as I said I I respect every single player um and if they do if they do if they get me all hot and wild on the field they're, they're doing a good job because um that's that's just what they got to do to get in your head a little bit, I guess. But as funny you say that's exactly <laughs> exactly how I feel like when I'm watching a movie. And there's a villain in there, and I just can't stand. Him. I'm like, oh, fucking hate that guy. God damn. What? And then I'm like, oh, man, he's just doing such a good acting role. Like he's just killing it. Last point on this was like a lot of people were saying, um, post this like uh, in the media, like they were saying, um, oh, you know, Brisbane sat down, Mitch Robinson gave his last warning, um, and said, you know. Fagan had his words out and absolutely sprayed him and stuff. I know I don't want you to go into that and, and give us like a scoop or anything like that at all. But was the club actually disappointed or were they um, were they just sort of sitting down and say this is what we need to do from now on? Because from my point of view as well, I look at it in the fact of Brisbane's a club that is in a state where um, footy isn't is is growing, but it's not the biggest thing. You being there, and I, I know the comments like that they can be misconstrued both ways, but. Realistically, for the game, you're actually putting bums on seats. What's their view on it? No, the club's obviously got um, the right intent. Like, I've you know, we spoke to the club. I, I, I messaged the club straight away when I saw that first article, um, and then we had a chat with Fags, and it was just a better reminder of the language and the stuff that we use. He's he shows he supported me, but also um, you don't want to give teams ammunition, obviously going down the track um, in the future. But um, yeah. Fagan's like honestly one of the best coaches I've had, and we've got a great media, uh, media team up here. So we had we just had a chat. A little little chat about um, you know, wording and language and just like reminders about um, you know, the way that the club wants to be perceived and all that kind of stuff. So there was um, you know, we had a phone call. That was about it, and you know, we moved on from that. But that's what I mean. As in, things can get misconstrued. People can have their opinions in the media, and that's fine. Um, they can say what they want to say, whether it's right or wrong. That's their opinion. That's exactly that's what I said. So um, no, nah, the best thing about you know, the club's understanding and, you know, they're, they're really great towards me, but also they've got to have, you know, um, some guidelines as well. So it's a little reminder. Um, there's nothing out of the norm. We have the, we have those yeah. chats with everybody. All right. I just want to quickly ask, I've got a couple of questions about Brisbane that we'll get to just quickly, but Brisbane obviously having a very good year. Um, I used this analogy a couple of weeks ago and I was chatting to Matt Rao and it's my new analogy because I love this. 
Um, I love the film Moneyball. Um, I don't know if you heard this thing, but like Moneyball in terms of like, you know, how they pick all those players that... I love that movie. Um, it's one of my favourite movies. There you go. So they pick all the players that are sort of um, not superstars per se, but they just do the team thing. They get the runs on the board. They do what they need to do. And I've been putting together... Um, a list of players that I, I'm adding to my money ball. My, my, there's not even much. This, to be honest, I've probably missed this completely. It's not my money. No, no, no. So money ball is like the person that probably would like all their stats are really good, but they don't have the notoriety of being like a A-grade player. But I just love the way they go about it in the team. So, for example... Again, it probably doesn't fit anything that I'm talking about here, but I wanted to talk about someone from your team who I love, who doesn't get any... Um, I don't feel like this guy gets any um, praise, credit, and rip a bloke. I've had actually had the chance of having a few cordials with him too. Um, but how good is Lincoln McCarthy? <laughs> Mate, it's funny you say that. Um, when he first got up here, I, so on my podcast, um, I said something on my podcast, was like I was a bit... Um, Skeptical at the start, but he's really proved that he's going to be a great player. And, and, um, he, you know, because he had a lot of injuries at Geelong, I think he missed like a lot of games. And mm. when, since he's been up here, he's missed probably a couple max, even though he got suspended yeah. this, he got suspended this week. But he has been one of the best pickups I've, I've seen, um, on a list who I thought was just like, you know, we get him up here, we play a few games maybe and see how we go. Cause I didn't know, know too much about him. And he, when I said that yes, on my podcast, yeah. he pulled me up on it. He's like, mate, you can't be saying that shit. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I was trying to give you, like, a compliment. He's like, yeah, it's a bit of a backhanded compliment at that. So he pulled me up on it. I was like, this guy's a legend. Like, I actually yeah. love Lincoln McCarthy. Um, he he plays a selfless role as a, a high half forward who, um, as you know, that role is so bloody hard. It's one of the hardest ones in the AFL, apart from the wing, yeah, because that's absolutely. what I play. It's terrible. It's, it's, where, it's, where you go to, it's where you go to die. To it's pretty honest. much. If you play the half forward role, if you're, not, <laughs> if you're not kicking bags or getting, you know, up the ground and getting 20s, uh, you're pretty much irrelevant, but he he does so much good stuff for our team, and, and he and he gets praised for it a lot internally in our four walls. We know what he's worth. Um, he's tackling, he's clutch goals. Even just last year, they get he kicked marks too, man. Man, he he takes hangers too. He's got hops galore. Yeah. So shout out to him. He's actually been a great player for us, and that and also the recruiters for the Brisbane Lions because we've picked up a lot of good players. Um, in in yeah in the in the Fagan era. So yeah, I was available as well. I think you weren't. Because you've already signed with GWS and then you... Yeah, no, I mean after GWS. Ah, oh, yeah. Look, we, we, we had a full list, so we're all busy. Yeah. 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 Okay. But no, Fair but enough. you don't um, great um, things now anyway, so... Yeah, no, I really appreciate that, man. Thanks, Heath. It means a lot. Um, the last guy that I just really want to talk about is... Um, I, I love this guy. I don't know what it is about this bloke. I've got a crush on him. I don't know if you've got anything to do with him. He doesn't actually play for Brisbane. He plays at Port Adelaide. Darcy Byrne-Jones. No, I've got nothing, nothing to do with him. Never met I know, him. but never I just met him. Ta- I just never spoken to, to him. I just want to tell. I just want to tell you that I like him. <laughs> um, okay, mate. I've just got a couple of things to talk about before we finish because you you intrigue me. Um, you got so many facets to whatever you are because I don't know what it is. Like you're a player, you're a gamer, podcaster. You know, you do articles, all this shit. Shit. When I say shit, like good stuff. Um, what like. When you finish footy, what it what does that look like? Because like gaming is something where gaming is something that I'll be honest, I used to laugh about and think 
what are these guys doing, you know, gaming and playing? Like, I hated it when, like, I'd go to a mate's house when I was a kid and they're like, let's play PlayStation. I, I just was never really into it. But now I'm just thinking, like, holy shit, like, you see some of these people. And I want, I want you to maybe give some insight into the gaming world because I don't understand it at all. But, like, you know, you've met a lot of guys through gaming that are earning, like, millions. Yeah. Mills. So these guys... How does, how does that work? So ad revenue... Um, so on the stream, when I'm streaming on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv forward slash Mitch Robinson, when I'm on there um, gaming and stuff, you can you can cheer for them, you can subscribe to them, which is like $5. And obviously the, the big time gamers are getting like 40,000 times subscribers. So you do the math. That's ridiculous numbers. Um, and then they've got other avenues like you, they can run ads on their stream when they're like having a break. They get money from that. Um, obviously sponsorships from playing a game um, that like say like if basketball comes out they want to want you to play basketball and get the word out there they'll pay them to play basketball um, and then they got the YouTube revenue like as you're probably going to be doing soon because you got I don't know what like 8,000 subscribers alright be right back guys we're on a short ad right now <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. so yeah so that's what they do that's where the money comes from but but um, that's that's just kind of the setup you can go down like the path you can go down I do it because I really enjoy it Um and I don't encourage people to subscribe to my channel because it's you know yeah. I'm, I'm making enough money as from footy as it is and I'm you know got a stable income in the house so I don't go down that avenue. But post footy for Mitch Robinson, um, I've been passionate about becoming a player agent for a long time since I got delisted. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I really really want to do. Um, I've been through the high, highs and lows of AFL. I've had it all, then lost it all, then you know making a second chance out of my footy career. And I can see the warning signs of players going down avenues of, uh, that probably don't help their career and um you know i've done my full real estate license got sports journalism degree um started doing an accounting for um for that for that um aspect of you know player management and that and podcasting like i'm obviously passionate about this and i've been trying to get into your dms to try and start up something with you but obviously you and daniel goranger um boy boyfriends at the moment you guys love each other which is crazy i'm sick of seeing you i'm sick of seeing you too i'm serious What's up, guys? I'm Dan Gorange. I'm just going to go, big brother. Oh, let me turn around. And there's something in his eyes. <laughs> Media, don't run with this because I actually like Dan Gorange. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, but, but that's just that's what I want to do post-footy. So I don't want to go down the avenue of um, you know, doing boundary writing or calling a game or anything because you can't really be yourself. They're all kind of robots, um, if that makes sense. And um, you have to be really politically correct to, to do those roles. And... I like to have a left field opinion on things and I don't think that will fly up a lot of people. So post footy, I definitely want to do media. I actually really enjoy writing. Um, that's probably mm. the only thing I excelled at at school was um, English and writing. So if anyone wants, wants to have a crack at me um, doing a spelling test, come at me. I'll, uh, I'll spell anything for you. So that's what I want to do. A um, little bit, I reckon I've got a, a few eggs in a basket, but well, we'll suss it out. But yeah, so my main thing would be player management and then um, doing some media on the side. Cool. And off the cuff, right? Say you are. You, you just said then you're looking to get into management. You got a lot of life lessons to to give to people. Um, obviously, you have. You've been up and down, and you've come out the other side, man. Like if you had told me that when we first met that you'd have a degree in journalism, accounting, player management, be running a podcast, um, and I'm not saying this in rudeness, but like I just probably wouldn't have thought that was possible. So it's a credit. Like I'm, I'm saying it in the credit to yourself now. Like that's. You fucking, I'm really, it's, it's unbelievable, mate. So honestly, very, very proud of the way you've, you've done that. Um, what would you say to someone now? What would you say is some of the biggest advice? Like what, what would be a good bit of advice you could give to a guy or a girl that's, that's looking to 
it's maybe like where where you were pre this, pre your pre your change. Yeah, uh, the biggest thing for me was the work life balance. As we spoke about earlier in this podcast, that for me to be mentally switched on for for AFL, say if it's an athlete trying to um, stay mentally fresh, you got to have the ability to be able to switch off from when you leave the footy club or your workspace to when you go home to not take your work home with you. That's something that I like. I used to sit in my car after after training or before training, and just like fuck, man, I don't want to be here. This is just going to be a long day. Then, soon as you like, soon as I figured out ways to handle that um, pressure and um, things that come along with football and whatever this person may be doing, um, that the better. So the AFL and especially the Brisbane Lions, we've, we've got a great um, welfare manager and, and Andrew Crow who makes sure that on our days off that we we have something scheduled and planned and we're doing um, you know a lot of the players are doing uni or school or. Some other, some other aspect that's not to do with AFL. And that's where the, the, the AFL in general has done such a great job in making sure that players have the ability to do something else. So we have some time off during the week because it is a hectic, hectic job. And everyone thinks it's all daisies and, you know, you, know, what, you can't be unhappy playing AFL because it's the best job in the world. Well, some players do it for work, not for the love of it. Um, so that's, that's the kind of the thing I was kind of trying to implement, implement in my career that I had to be happy off the field to enjoy on the field. So... That's something that I've worked on very, very hard, um, seeing counsellors, club psychs and whatnot to making sure I do that. But a big one for me is I do a lot of journaling. So when I write my autobiography and I'm sells a, you know, a million copies of that, I'll, uh, it'll be pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, it's sick, man. And I think, no, 100%. It's, I think it's everyone's, like, I've sort of been through that as a fact as well. You've got to go through those things to learn it. But I think the biggest thing that we can talk about today, and as much as we're relating this to footy, like, it's not just about footy. It's about, like, any job that you're doing, like, you got to have balance in in anything. Otherwise, if you put all your eggs in one basket, um, if that basket falls, then you've only got one basket. 100%. That's quote, why. Nah, yeah, that, yeah. Was that's, worst, that is the that best, is worst, worst quote I've quote. ever heard that in my life. If that is the worst If that isn't the title for this video, I don't know what what could it possibly be. If you got it, you could clickbait the shit out of it and say something about Tom Lynch, but you use this. But if you've got all your eggs in one basket and that basket falls and the eggs don't land in the basket again, then where's the basket going to be? I think that's a good time to wrap it up. Dash Dylan Buckley. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, bro. Always good to talk to you. Um, where can we find you? Where can we go to find your YouTube stuff again just quickly? Because I'm give us all your shout outs. Okay. Shout out to uh, my, my gaming channel, which is twitch.tv forward slash Mitch Robinson. My YouTube is youtube.com forward slash uh, what is it? This is a great start. Um, the Rip Through It podcast. So just rip through it. <laughs> just search Mitch yep. Robinson. You'll get a bunch of negative stuff on there, but you'll see me on there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Done. All right, brother. Always good to talk. Best of luck for the rest of the year. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how far these lines can um, can go. And uh, just remember, actually, also um, to finish up, I want to get a Mitch Robinson, Mitch Robinson um, Brisbane Lions jumper. jumper. I need oh, one for my shit. studio. What, what so, studio? Well, when I get back in my Melbourne shoot, I'm going to start hanging some shiz in it. That actually, actually did look very, very cool. But um, you did ask for my address. I'm just getting a bit flat that I haven't been receiving any motherfucking gear from Dylan Friends. You haven't sent me one head, shirt. Head. <laughs> look at your look, messages look, 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 about what I've asked you for your address. <laughs> you got to send me your address. I can't just send it to Brisbane. I was one of the first on your podcast and like Chucky Neil and that get all their stuff. And I've, he's rocking his jumper and his tees and his hats. I'm like, where the fuck? fuck is my t-shirt 
Well, Eric Kipwood's been sliding into the DMs as well. He's very oh, slippery. Uh, big fan of the show, slippery. So he oh. he's going to be getting some gear too. Why he hasn't been on the podcast? Anyway, yeah, he will be soon. Don't oh worry god, that'll be such a boring listen. Anyway, thanks everyone for tuning into <laughs> Dylan Friends podcast. This is your boy Mitch Robinson, Dylan Buckley signing out. Um, and be yourself because everyone else is taken. Thanks for listening to the Dylan Friends Podcast. The show is produced by Dylan Buckley and Luca Ganano. Richard Stansbury looks after the audio and editing. Samuel Kenny Creative is responsible for branding and graphic design. And the show is recorded at 3AW Studios, Collins Street, Melbourne. If you would like to contact my son, head to dylanfriends.com or look me up in the white pages and I'll pass it on. KO's got you covered this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free during play. Wow, in the AFL this week, there are some huge games. Collingwood versus Adelaide live with no ad breaks during play, exclusive in Victoria. Giants versus Bulldogs. Oh, I remember that game. I think it was 2016 at Giants Stadium to get the Bulldogs into the grand final. I will never forget that one. Live with no ad breaks free during play, exclusive in Victoria. And Essendon versus North Melbourne. Geez, that's the old Ben McKay Cup. Exclusive to Fox Footy, available on KO. Don't forget those NBA playoffs. They are dominating at the moment. It is just getting bigger and better than ever. Watch every game of both Eastern and Western Conferences finals live with ESPN on KO. There's plenty of room for everyone, no matter what you want to watch. So get on board with KO, now also available on Hubble.